tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome back, After Buzzers. We are doing Manhattan AfterBuzz TV After Show. I'm your host, Marissa Serafini. Join me, I have a new co-host today. Hello, hello, I'm Alina Vision. Alina Vision, welcome so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming to the I'm excited to have you. And today we are doing Season 2, Episode 4, The Threshold, which has a lot of different meanings. Yes, it does. We'll definitely get into it. Bobby obviously is not here tonight, but of course, Alina's gonna help us out tonight. I do my best to fill in. <laughs> All right, and you were, before we went live, you actually uh-huh. told me a fun fact about you that I think everyone else should know. Little disclaimer I'm actually from Los Alamos. That's awesome. Yeah, born and raised, and my grandfather actually worked on the Manhattan Project. Look at that. So, dare say, <laughs> right. you're more qualified to talk about this show than we are. I got, yeah, I, I know a little bit about it, just a little bit. <laughs> awesome. I mean, that's that's super cool, especially being tied to the exact topic we're talking about. That's what got me into the show. I was like, they're doing something about my hometown. Oh, my goodness, because it's really not on the map. Hardly anyone knows. No, I don't think a lot of people knew yeah, about Yeah, most people don't pay attention during, you know, 10th grade U.S. history, so. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So real quickly, what were your overall thoughts about this episode? I thought it was really interesting. I'm still kind of on the fence of if I liked it, if I didn't like it. Um, I think we saw a lot of kind of where the show might go as far as um, what they're going to be doing with the bomb, what they're going to be doing, Mm -hmm. um, their personal relationships. We saw some flashbacks to before kind of everything started. So I don't know. I liked it. I liked it. What did you think? I liked it. I liked how we were getting all the different interactions between people, us now knowing right. who's a spy and who's not, who's good, who's bad. And it's it's fun to watch other people trust people who we know as audience shouldn't. And right. then people trusting each other who actually do trust each other when they shouldn't, you know? And, you know, it's, it's that whole game that's really, exactly. really fun to play. And we got a lot to talk about. Let's start with Team Implosion. You know, Frank, mm-hmm. Frank's team, pretty much. Frank is still missing, but we'll get to Frank. But we see Paul and Fritz. Fritz had a big episode tonight. Yes, he did. I'm actually really excited for him. I know. And Fritz is getting married. He, and he got married quick. Yeah, he did. Real quick. Like in the couple one of days. Episode, like. that, that was fun. So we see him, you know, he's having this whole theory about the project that they're working on and that it's like a revolutionary big step in a way in mankind pretty much it's right like the threshold of being something that's great so you could be on on this theoretical trip to jupiter would you go but would you give up everything that you know and love and trust right now right but to be part of this humongous experiment would you give that up and what did you think about this whole metaphor and just the way that they put it into perspective of what they're working on. I think it was really interesting. I think it's an interesting metaphor. I mean, like you said, you know, the whole atomic age was kind of 
a dawn of a new era. Yeah. And I think he realized that. But he sees, like, the downfalls and the pitfalls that could happen. I think they all see that. And the actual fall. Exactly. <laughs> one exactly. Of one of the co-workers. That poor, that poor guy, Thatcher. Yeah. Never seen him before, but... He had a really short show. I mean, and he was choking on his tongue. I was like, oh, that poor guy. Exactly. But, you know... His only screen time is him dying. Exactly. Things happen. It's an experiment. You never know. Maybe it was sabotage. You never know. Um, But, yeah, I think, you know, Fritz is... He's definitely on to something, as he always is. What did you think about that? I loved it. Um, We, Bobby and I, we always talk about how much we love Fritz and how much he's more the heart of that team. Definitely. He's the the fun, goofy one that brings levity to such a serious type of, you know how this show gets very dramatic. Right. And whatnot. And he's that fun character that we can always depend on being the go lucky, happy person. Exactly. No care in the world. Yeah. And to see him have this revelation, like, life is short. We're on a big project. Let's just do it. Yes. And then he wants to marry Jean. I know, and he gives her a decoder ring. Decoder and she's ring. like, is that a decoder ring? But it's romantic. <laughs> exactly. Especially you're where getting, they are. You're getting married. I mean, come on. You're getting married. <laughs> Doesn't I, matter. I did love this. This was very endearing. But what did you think of Fritz trusting Meeks to be best man? <sighs> Meeks, Meeks, Meeks. I mean, we know more, obviously, yeah, than yeah. as the audience. Um, not excited about it, but I can see where he's coming from. I mean, he doesn't know that Meeks is a spy. Uh, and, um, Meeks. but Meeks, he's kind of skeezy. I mean, right in that kind moment, of. he he's like, you know what? You're going to put me on the same team as you. Mm-hmm. Skeezy, skeezy, skeezy. I, but also very smart for me. Of course. Because we course. do see Meeks. I mean, he played a big, big role in tonight's episode as well. Because we know he's the spy. And it was last episode, he got half of that Hershey wrapper. But right. we saw the second half. I was very surprised that they showed the next Soviet associate. Me too, like so quickly. So quickly. Really, really quickly. I'm not complaining. I'm just surprised. Right, right. Okay, and now it's a woman, actually played by Mamie Gunner. Yeah. like, hello. (laughs) There's a couple of appearances. There's a lot of big appearances. (laughs) Yeah, we'll get to that. WGN is getting it. I know. I was like, good for you guys. yes, coming up. (laughs) But Okay, so what do we think of Mamie Gunner's character? Did we get her name? Mystery no. woman. Yeah, we didn't get her name. I Mysterious was looking for woman. it. I was searching for it. What do you think, think of their first interaction? Getting a blowjob. Yep. Felicio. <laughs> I mean, that's, Hello. that's how Hello. they do it there. <laughs> I mean, you know, you got a lot off scenes. <laughs> Meeks definitely does. He definitely He's did. a bit wound up right now. You know, now. she got his trust real quick. Real, real quick. Real quick. So, um, you know, you got to, as a spy, you got to do what you got to do. You got to make it quick. You don't got time. The war is on, and she just got down to business. Yeah. yeah. And it, it kind of, I liked their whole interaction scene when they're in the, you know, his private room and whatnot. And they're pretty much telling the audience, like, Hey, we're just stuck in a position. We're stuck in a rock in a hard place. Right. Do we go to our people, you know, the people above us, tell them we're kind of getting cold feet, we're messing up, but they're going to do more damage to us, so we got to play it cool and figure it out on our own. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but his whole theory of why, you know, in the first place he wanted to... Re- divulge all the secrets and all that, you know, was to make it level playing field with the Soviets. Yeah. And I just, I mean, 
when he first said his theory, I was like, okay, I can kind of get that. But then I was like, it's not well thought through because, you know, once the once the genie is out of the bottle, as people say, you can't put it back in. And as history has shown us, um, you know, once that genie came out of the bottle, everyone and it became, you know. Cold War, a nuclear arms race. It became all the wars. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, one person can change change history like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what do you think of Meeks and his behavior? Because I said last after show that I don't truly think Meeks is all bad. Granted, he's done some bad things. He's made some bad choices. But we definitely see tonight's episode. He's regretting it. And he's afraid of what he's gotten himself into. Mm -hmm. And uh, I liked how he said, I only went to people to find out why our own people, our own army, killed our our own people. Right. It was like friendly fire and something's wrong. So what do you think of Meek's mentality in all this? I still, is I don't it know. Right? Is it messed no, up? No, I still twisted? think it's messed up. I still think it's messed up. I still think it's twisted. And maybe because I just come from that community, I'm like, you don't share secrets. Ah, uh, okay. You don't share secrets. That yeah. is like the golden rule up there. You know, you know what you're up there to do. It's, you know, at that time especially, it was a service to your country. And here he goes, you know, coming up with his own theories. And, you know, if you had a problem with what the U.S. government did, I think. Possibly there might have been other ways to go around it, but now you've gotten yourself, you've dug yourself a grave that he did. You can't really get out of at this point, and we'll Made see what happens. Yeah, exactly. And I just, I don't trust him. I don't like him. I don't trust him either, no. only because of his actions, right? And I did feel for him in season one. It's like, okay, he's mysterious. He's kind of always being pushed to the side for a reason, and uh-huh. now he. They gave him a big storyline, which right. he's he's doing amazing. Right. But his character, I want to feel bad for him, but I'm like, you brought that onto yourself. You did. You definitely brought that onto yourself. When you signed up for the job, you knew what was going to be, you know, going down. You knew you could not share these government secrets, and you, you know, went against your country, uh. supposedly, and are sharing secrets with the Soviets. Yep, yep. Never had a good outcome. (laughs) Nope. So, yeah, I mean, I have a prediction on him. Okay, what do you think? We'll we'll save it for predictions. Oh, okay. Okay. That was a tease. You gotta remind me that it's about Meeks. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so, Team Implosion, Frank gets married, Meeks is the best man. I mean, it was fun to see the guys kind of loosen up. It was. And Fritz just stinking drunk. (laughs) I was like, again, there's the levity in Exactly, exactly. No, he did, I mean... So happy for Fritz, and I'm glad that, you know, they do show the other sides to the scientists, especially letting off steam, partying, mm-hmm. doing what they did, because they did that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then part of Team Implosion, we also see Paul and Helen kind of go at it. We know they have history. Still very, very bitter about everything that went down. What do you think of Paul's reaction to... Helen, and then vice versa. What do you? How how do you think Helen's reacting to it? I think you know, Paul just needs to grow up <laughs> and get over it. Like he's hurt. He is. He's I hurt. get it. I get he's it. Hurt. But I mean, come on. It's been how long? And you know, she's moved on. She's clearly not the type of person who holds on to things too hard, as we see with Charlie later on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is. She said, you know, I just didn't love you so i mean what can you really say to that when somebody tells you that it's like 
okay, you got to move on. I I think that was the perfect line for her yeah. to say, as hard as it is, kind of like ripping that Band-Aid off. Exactly. Like, you just got to Just get over it, dude. <laughs> Sorry, it was sex, which on, on the surface seems very, very cold. But right. from Helen, we, we can believe that. Because right. she's had way more life experience and romantic experience than Paul probably ever exactly. had. Exactly. Um, I, I do feel bad for Paul, though, but he does need to move on. Right. I feel bad for him, but I think his character kind of wallows in his own, like, you know, sadness too much. It's like he didn't want, you know, Charlie to become head of the division. He didn't want yeah. Helen and, you know, Charlie hooking up. And it's just, you know, we're all, you're all grown-ups. Just... Right. Move on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... I was very surprised with Helen and Helen's just behavior towards Paul. Granted, that was right. warranted. Mm-hmm. But her behavior towards Charlie. I came out of nowhere. Especially not yeah. being put on the G group. Now there's the official list of who made the G group, mm-hmm. uh, the new team implosion extended or, you know, major, whatever we want to call it. Right. And Helen's not on it. Do you think that was right, though, that she wasn't on it? Obviously, I don't think it's right. She's one of the smartest scientists up there. Her mm-hmm. and Frank, that was kind of like... She definitely deserves right, it. Right, exactly. She, she brought that up. Exactly. Which I was like, go, Helen. Like, tell these guys what's up. When she went up to Oppenheimer and Charlie and literally let them have it. I was like, good for her. Because there's not that many women scientists up there. And she did deserve it. And she is very smart. And, yeah. Right. From a strong feminist female perspective, I mm-hmm. say, go girl. Exactly. You <laughs> represent all said. the women there at Los Alamos. Uh-huh. But there's also time and place and tact. Correct. To yeah, do she it. was a little little drunk. <laughs> and, and very butthurt. I, right. I get it. Right. I get it. But you're at someone's private residence, which True. you're bringing, you're literally bleeding business with, you know, private um, exactly. affairs. So that's already red flags. And then you're with Oppenheimer. Himself. Exactly. You do not tell off Oppenheimer. No, no, no. That is the one person you do not tee off. <laughs> exactly. And also, I mean, this is, I guess, kind of a bone to pick I have with the writers. All right. <laughs> they wouldn't be actually talking about work-related stuff outside of... Yeah. I mean, I know it is entertainment and it's loosely based and, you know, all right. that, but they wouldn't be talking about where, you know, Charlie and Oppenheimer wouldn't be talking about where they're going to do the Trinity test outside of the lab or, you know, I highly doubt Helen would come and lose her mm-hmm. mind right there and be saying all that stuff. So, you yeah. know. A lot does go down in that scene, which was great yes. also because... We now know that they're, they have specific locations they want to test the bomb. So we're right. making progress in right. that way. We Now we're like, okay, we're going to see it soon. Exactly. Finally, we see something. Um, so that we have that. and then, But also, we also meet Oppenheimer's wife. Yes. What do you think of Nev Campbell? Ah, I was so excited to see I'm her. I'm so excited to see her. She's amazing. <laughs> I love Nev. Another great cast member to join yes. Manhattan. I was like, WGN, you're killing it. Yes, coming up. <laughs> I'm really excited. What do you think? Because she plays Kitty. Mm-hmm. What do you think of her character? There's something about her character. I, I mean, I, Nev's just a great actress. Amazing. In general. Um, but I feel like the character is as kind of mysterious as Oppenheimer is. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, Abby said, they're good they're a perfect match together because 
you could tell she's kind of thinking about something in the back of her head while she's always talking to them. And, um, yeah, I thought that was a, I think she was a good choice for the role, for sure. I think she's great, too. And I love how they established Kitty as, like, don't mess, mess with, with her. her. I mean, she's married to Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. This is her third husband now, which is like, okay, girl's been around. <laughs> but she she has this gravitas to mm-hmm. her. Like, she's experienced. She knows everything that's going on. That She knows that they're working on the atomic bomb. And... I mean, I love how Abby's trying to, like, not subtly, you know, not, uh, you know, try to figure out what they're working on, even though we know that she knows. She knows, exactly. But, I I mean, I, I Abby was annoying. Yeah. <laughs> we'll um, get to her, because I have trust a me, lot to say We're about gonna her. get into Abby and Charlie soon. <laughs> yes. But I loved how Kitty was like, don't try to, you know. Don't tell me what's Blackmail up. me. Yeah. When I know everything Because I know about what's you. up with you. And I was like, yes, Kitty. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. I like you. Exactly. You can stay. Exactly. No, I thought that was really good. But I, in that scene, a lot went down because I think Abby kind of showed her cards as to the fact that she, you know, eavesdrops on conversations. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it was smart to tell Kitty that because, you know, Kitty's... Oppenheimer's wife, the director, to know that you are spying on the director of the projects. Mm-hmm. Phone calls, no bueno. Jane, no, no bueno. bueno. I say no bueno. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then we find out, I mean, Abby's trying to, obviously, when Abby's talking to Charlie, now we'll mm-hmm. get, we're pretty much onto them, but Charlie's like, you're not setting up this dinner meeting for you know, relations. Exactly. You're setting it up just to, so you can find out more about the work I'm doing. Exactly. I mean, we all know what you're up to. It's not so subtle. Right. Come on, Abby. But she already knows because he told her exactly mm-hmm. what they're up to, which that's another thing. She, I don't think, like, I mean, I think Abby knows on surface level, you know, at face value what they're working on. They're working on a bomb. Right. But she also doesn't know who's all, you know, included. I'm making this, and she's all involved. But even just her knowing that they're making a bomb is information she's not supposed to know. True. Like, nobody without that clearance. The vice president, even at that time, historically, didn't know about the project. I know. So... And we saw Kitty's reaction to mm -hmm. Abby. Do you think Kitty knows that Abby knows about the project? I think so. I think think she knows, mm -hmm. which is... Abby, you're showing your cards. I mean, this could be a bad deal for you (laughs) in the the get-go, you know, in the ending. You do not want this as pillow talk. No, no. Especially with Oppenheimer. Exactly. And why, I mean, why did Abby go so far? I mean, her and um, her husband knew what it feels like to be, you know. In the dark. In the dark. Exactly. They weren't there that long ago. And so it's just, it's crazy to see what her character is doing. Yeah. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. And then at the end of that, we see Abby go up to Charlie and be like, you should have Oppenheimer's job. Why do you think she said that? She's just trying to do some power playing. Power playing. I don't know. I kind of feel like she's the housewife on the hill that's super bored. That's like... <laughs> Stirring things like, up. Yeah, I, I'm just going to stir things up. I'm going to have my martini and stir things up. Which Bill Housewives yeah, of Los exactly, Alamos. Exactly. That's a whole different show. That's a whole other show. Trust me on this oh one. Oh, my goodness. Um, but, yeah, I mean, who knows? She's trying to do some power plays. I mean, mm-hmm. the episode before, she was telling Charlie, you know, why don't you guys go after the German scientists, you know, their families, their names, 
all of that. I know she's dark. Yeah, she is she's kind of getting she has a dark edge. There to is her. something going on. I think. I mean, she's just not suited for the hill. She homegirl is yeah. not about the hill. She can't keep a secret. She can't. You know, just she just she's not good with secrets. And nope. yeah, which makes me wonder: is she a spy? Maybe possibly yeah. we have predicted, yeah, that Abby would be an amazing spy because first of all, she's a female. No one would right. really expect a female to be a spy because exactly. the whole oppression and especially in Los Alamos, like they're usually just using women to like the crunch the numbers. They're, right. they're not doing the hard science exactly, unless you're Helen. Right, but she's an exception, so it it'd be. A surprise for that. And then now seeing this darker side of Abby just interrogating, asking all the right questions. All the right questions. To all the right people at all the wrong times. Charlie keeps giving her information, too. Yeah. So that makes me wonder. Be careful. Mm. And they also live in Frank and Liza's house, which we know is bugged. Exactly. Exactly. Everything's bugged. Everything's bugged up there. (laughs) I know. When you're a little too open with your conversations. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> okay. So is that all about Abby and Charlie? Is there anything else you want to talk about about them before we move on? You know, um, Abby, actually, when she was on listening into Oppenheimer's phone call, mm-hmm. I kind of thought that the voice on the phone sounded like Oppenheimer's wife. Did you? Uh, maybe. I was like, is this a setup? Maybe. 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 Because we... Abby lets the audience know that she thinks Oppenheimer's cheating. Right, exactly. That's why she goes up to Kitty, like, hey, I have information right. on your husband. But Kitty kind of looks like, I know something you don't know. And I was like, I, kn- <laughs> I know you have relations, too. <laughs> right. And not with your husband. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, Kitty. Yeah. Give it back. <laughs> don't let Don't her t- dish out what you can't, you know. And don't what you can't yeah. take. Exactly. Exactly. That I uh, you know, I already like Kitty. For the two seconds she's been on screen, like I love her. I hope she amazing. comes back. She's amazing. <laughs> yes. What we do know, Nev Campbell is a recurring guest. Yes, role, so yes. We'll see more of her. Definitely. All right, and then to top that off, really, uh, we see Helen gets a letter from Oppenheimer she saying sure that does. she's on the team. Does it say that she's on? She's on a team. A team. Because there, there I was have a, a prediction about that. Line. Oh, do you? Yes. Okay. But I'll, we'll get there. Yes. Because yes. there was a specific line that mm-hmm. says, um, "You're going to be a manager, team, right? And pick your manager, right? So, do you think she's ahead of a new team? I think so. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> getting juicy. I'm, I'm just figuring this out as I speak about this. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. Right, let's get into Liza because she interacted with a lot of great people in today's episode. We'll start with her and Daro. And, okay, I don't like Daro, but it's interesting just his perspective on everything. Mm -hmm. Again, he brings up another religious reference. Right. I'm like, okay, it it just makes me question this, who he is, why he's here. Stirring things up. Right. Causing, you know, creating all these questions that we have. Exactly. Um, so you're not sure about his whole religious take on everything, or I'm I'm just I have a hard time reading him, right? And I like to read people, okay. But he's so good that I'm like I don't know if I should trust him because just because he's in a an authoritative right he's leader in the military, in the government, right? Yeah, military, yeah. we're already conditioned to trust people, right? But again, this is Manhattan Project. It, Who can you really trust? <laughs> and he's got Frank locked away somewhere, and he knows he's not a spy. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. And you know, Liza's still trying to talk to Daro, but Daro 
meets with a reporter. Yes. A this mysterious reporter on the outside of last minute. I liked him just because right. he's like, hey, I walked a mile and I'm not going <laughs> to, pretty much I'm not going to leave here until you guys See, can confirm that you guys know where Frank Winter right. is. Here's what I had a problem with that scene, just being from Los Alamos, I don't know. Um, <laughs> one thing is, I don't think they would let a reporter just waltz in. I mean, you got, at that point in time, he had to have clearances. Mm-hmm. I but mean, he it didn't. Was, he was he on the didn't. outside of the he gate. He was on the outside, but then the colonel let him in. But the reporter was really good because he threatened him to be like, hey, I'm going to put out in public, in their chronicle, True. let everyone know something's up at Los Alamos. All the America's geniuses are, are gone behind, yeah. and they're stuck behind this fence of yours. Yep. What are they doing? What are they up to? This is World War Two. But he could have easily have just thrown him in the same hole that Frank's in right now and just kept him there until the end of the war. You know? Um, but I thought it was, I don't know, it's, it's interesting. We only have to, to keep see. one person out that person. Right, exactly. <laughs> Otherwise, the whole town would be in there. He's like, yeah, seriously, <laughs> everyone would be and in there. And then there's no show. Nope, nope. Uh, okay, but we do find out that this reporter used to be an old fling of Liza. Right? Ooh. Small town is just getting smaller. Definitely. <laughs> this was, I found, very mm-hmm. surprising from Liza. And, but he, the, the reporter, what was his name? Laurentis? Laurentis, I believe. Laurentis. Um, he pretty much knows that, and confirms that Frank is missing. And he's, right. And again, Liza's still trying to figure out. And they go to Albert Einstein's house. I know. What do you think of this? You know, I was actually really excited to finally see Einstein. And it ties in, I think, to um, the beginning of uh, the episode when Frank and Glenn are, you know, trying to kind of, you know, petition this whole project off on different military people and nobody's really listening. And then it turns out that they actually went to Einstein. And historically speaking, Einstein, you know, we all know what he did. Yeah, he pretty much (laughs) helped whisper into someone's ear. Exactly. start the atomic bomb. Exactly. So the fact that she's going now, um, I think Einstein can get him out. I think he's going to come out soon. Or do you think Einstein has enough leverage to get Frank out? He'll, I think he does have enough leverage because he knows how smart Frank is mm-hmm. and he knows how valuable and what an asset he is to the project. And if they don't really have anything on Frank to keep him there, you know, why Why keep such a great mind at this time of need locked up? Like, that makes no sense. Yeah. You know, you're trying to beat the Germans. You're trying to beat the Soviets. You need all hands on deck. So, yes. I don't know. I think he, I think he has enough pull. Interesting. I like, mm-hmm. okay, because we saw in season one, they teased Albert, and we right. just, history, historically, we is known that Albert Einstein, he wasn't really part of the Manhattan Project, but right. he helped create it, and he Correct. was the inception of it. And uh, I liked how they actually brought him in, because we were questioning all last season, we were yeah. like, who would they cast just to look like Albert Einstein. The guy and looks like him. The guy was just like completely <laughs> yeah. on point. I was like, whoa, <laughs> I thought you were dead. Exactly. He looks exactly like him. No, I was really excited. That's for, great yeah, casting. Yeah, for that. Um, because, so that kind of ties back to the actual beginning of the episode, where we saw back in January 1939. 39. Right. 2,381 3, 3, days before Hiroshima. I love how we're getting in like exact Specifics. days now. Yeah, exactly. Whoa. <laughs> um, we actually see Liza in a sanitarium. 
sanatorium, right? Mm -hmm. And because we know Liza has some mental health issues, they don't really, like, fully delve into it. But we know that mentally she's unstable, chemically imbalanced. Right. And But I found this very interesting how we see Frank and how strong he is for Liza and just his mentality and actually helping Liza out. Exactly. What what do you think of, you know, this is flashback and the establishment of their relationship and Liza's character. I think it was a good flashback just to show, you know, when she was in a time of need, he was there for her and he like didn't give up. He knew that she wasn't for that place. She was, you know, mm-hmm. could have been doing more things. Um and it was, you know, kind of draining her and now she's looking for him. She knows that he's in a place where he shouldn't be. And she's, it's kind of like, you know, the threshold, like what you do for your marriage, you know, you got to get, you got to help out your partner. And I think it says a lot about their relationship and, you know, the whole grand scheme of things that even though one may do something the other one doesn't like, they forgive and, you know, they're there. They are like road dogs. Right. (laughs) And it also ties back to the scene with Liza and Daro, because Daro you know, pretty much giving Liza crap like, where's Frank? What has he done for you? Right. And just questioning the loyalty that their relationship is and, oh, like, what their relationship is. And I love how Eliza's like, I love him. Mm-hmm. And what would your wife do? Would would she give up everything? Because I have. Exactly. And Frank has given up everything for me during my times and needs, especially, you know, time back to the flashbacks. Like, right. when I was in mental health and I had nothing... He, he gave up everything and helped me in my happiness. So I loved how that tied together and just shows that it the relationship isn't, you know, it, it it's real. It's genuine. Right. It's real. It's ge- and genuine. it's hard to find here right. at Los Alamos. Exactly. What <laughs> relationship can we everyone. Everyone's cheating on each other. There's <laughs> yeah. fairs going everywhere. Right. But, like, we have a genuine relationship. A genuine relationship and, I think, one that kind of stands the test of time and weathers kind of everything that's thrown at it, mm-hmm. which I think that's obviously the show needs that because otherwise it would just be kind of mayhem and chaos of affairs. Yeah. <laughs> They're endgame. Yeah. I, and that's what I really did like about just the whole flashback scenes. Like, okay, Liza and Frank are in it to the end. Right. Literally. Right. Um, so the, I gave the audience hope that Frank and Liza will be eventually reunited because how can they not be? Because Frank's still in that prison. I know. When is he coming out? I want to know. I thought I for know. sure this episode he would be. I thought so too. Yeah. I, I thought after the episode when we saw Frank at that prison, I was like, I thought they would actually physically release him, him out. And nope. Didn't happen. Nope. Wah, wah, wah. Not yet. So yeah. <laughs> a whole nother episode we'll see Frank. But he's still alive. And Dunleavy knows this. Because yes. he goes up to Liza be like... And, you know, Liza's still kind of pretty PO'd that he turned her in. Rightfully so. But right. then maybe, you know, as soft and sweet as he is, he's like, yeah, I turned you in, but I have perks. I can help you out. Exactly. I know where Frank is. Exactly. And I can get you to the border. Good for him. Good for him. I yeah. mean, I see it as moment of redemption. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's not, you know, cold-hearted, be like, yeah, I'm well, sorry. I think he's a good guy. The least yeah. I can do is... <laughs> <laughs> Let you, you know, help find your husband. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, yeah, it was good to see that. And Dunleavy also tells Liza, yeah, Kelly's fine. 
don't worry. She's up I'm in keeping Canada. an eye on her. Exactly. Which is very sweet. So we see that shot where Dunleavy's leaving. Mm-hmm. And we know that Liza's so hitting under those, those covers. So, okay, here's my thing. How does the government know that she knows so much? She knows what they're building. Mm-hmm. And... They're just letting her kind of bebop around town. I mean, yeah, she has security and yeah, all this, that, and the other, but huh? <laughs> like, she's a liability, you know? She <laughs> is, but she's also a liability because she's tied to Frank. And right. as much as they don't want to admit it, they need Frank. Exactly. They're questioning him right now, but at the end, they're going to just bring Frank back to help execute this plan. Right. So, I mean, you lose Liza, you're pretty much losing Frank. Because Liza's too smart to let all this go. Because mm-hmm. if they did leave Liza out in the dust, she she's going to go to reporters, blast it all over America, be like, yo, everyone at Los Alamos is building right. an atomic bomb. Or do you so, think that... I think it's the political... The other alternative is then they put her in some, you know, mental ward, maybe, so that she doesn't talk. And if she does talk, then mm. nobody will really believe her. Because I don't know. I just I find it hard to believe that they know she knows this huge secret. And she's just allowed, you know, she escapes. Yeah, she does. And, I mean, if she's mad at anything, she could easily go tell she anyone. She easily expose anyone. Everything. Yeah. Everything. I, that's also why I question, because I'm worried that they're going to find out her medical history. Right. Knowing she was in a sanitarium, mm-hmm. and then they're going to use that against her. Be like, no, this woman is mentally unstable. We can't trust her. Sure, She's exactly. a spy. They can point everything anything, on her. Anything. Which would not be good for Liza. No. That's the least of her problems. The plot thickens. So I think, but honestly, I would have... Maybe for their mentality, is like, mm-hmm. have one smart woman, because we know she's very well educated. Right. They eventually should just use her, because she has that scientific background. Right. Um, so, I'd rather deal with one person that is okay, not as much of a threat, mm-hmm. compared to, like, everyone else who, like, one completely unstable person they don't know. No. And who isn't... You know, just some Joe Schmo. Right, exactly. Whatever, who won't, who would cause a big ruckus. Like a reporter. <laughs> like a reporter. <laughs> like a reporter. Don't trust the reporter. No, 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 trust no. Trust Liza. Don't trust <laughs> yeah, the reporter. Exactly. But, all right, anything else about this episode? One of my favorite lines was, careers aren't made between nine to five. They're made between fruit and dessert. <laughs> I agree. From Abby. I was like, yeah. that's amazing. Small talk. <laughs> that's an awesome line. Yeah. Okay, so should we get to predictions? Yes. Let's, Let's do, do it. Do it. And now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. All right, you said you had some good predictions. Let's hear. Them. All right, so we see obviously um, when Helen gets the letter from Oppenheimer, mm-hmm. and it says she's going to be a project manager. Is what I was able to read in that quick little, <laughs> quick little, you know, snippet of it. But um, I, what I think is, obviously, we know from history. Historically speaking, that um, they made two different types of bombs in Los Alamos. They yes. made the one that they tested at Trinity, and I think that they later dropped on Hiroshima, and that was Fat Man, and that's the implosion one. Mm-hmm. But then there was another one, Little Boy, Little Man. Uh, there was Thin Man. Thin Man. There was Thin, thin man. man. Yes, and um, I think she's going to head up that group. 
Because that was a complete, it wasn't implosion, it was kind of like a gun type style. It was their backup plan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think she, it's she's going to be the backup plan, and I think Frank's going to come and help her on that. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I like it. Um, I said I had a prediction about Meeks. Uh-huh. I think, because we know, I personally think he's not as bad as uh, he, everyone's making him out to be. I think he's just very, he has a very skewed perspective on everything, because mm-hmm. he did it for pretty much the better of America because he had that whole perspective that it's all a big chess game. Right. And if the Germans also know our information and they build the same atomic bomb, they pretty much just cancel out us. Right. That's and no one said. no one wins. I was like, okay, how about have a cold stalemate, have no death, which in a way on the surface level seems clean. Mm-hmm. But going into that, I I think Mix is gonna eventually turn turn himself in. Really? Yeah. You think he is? Yeah. Like, I think, you think it's just going to be too much for him? And- yeah, I think at one because we already see him disintegrating in this yeah. episode. He's not sleeping. He's, he's having anxiety problems, getting fellatio left and right. No, I shouldn't <laughs> say that. But, you know, he... <laughs> it's it, true. It's already eating at him. Right. And I don't think he could go a whole nother season. Just his character. I don't think his character is strong enough to go a whole nother season without letting someone know he's a spy. Right. But we do see um, at the beginning, at the end, yeah, the end of the first episode, I believe, where he actually crawls up mm-hmm. the ladder to the, to the gadget test. Yeah, yeah, and he's there. So we know, obviously, they haven't figured out he's a spy Not by then. Um, but I had a prediction about that because I think Frank is waiting for Meeks in, in that shed. Because uh, I think throughout the season, Frank finds out that Meeks is a spy. Right. I think he will, too. So I think maybe, maybe that'll tie back to my earlier prediction. In the first episode, so that Meeks, Meeks will Meeks. tell Frank uh-huh. that he's a spy. Will he turn himself in? Same episode? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to tell. It's a prediction. But I think eventually down the line, he's he's going to let someone know or right. someone else is going to find him and he lets slip that he's a spy. Oh. Or he's been an informative for the Soviets. I kind of have a, another prediction. I kind of think there's something going on with Abby. I think she's a spy, and, you know, Charlie's not really doing too much to help her in that vicinity. He's kind of feeding her information, too, so I'm like... All the information. Maybe they're both spies in some way, and we just don't know it yet. And Abby has family in Europe. Exactly. Who knows? Because we saw Uh that whole episode last season, she's trying to get her family out of Europe. Mm -hmm. But she has ties to Europe. Who knows who else she's tied to? Right. Over there. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't trust Abby anymore. I don't trust her, and I don't. I, I didn't. I started not to trust Charlie that much this episode because in that one scene where they're both laying in bed and she's telling him, you know, oh, Oppenheimer's having an affair, he just tells her, you know, mind your own business, stay out of people's married life. You know what he, killed he, the cat? Yeah, but he doesn't say don't, you know, yeah. don't spy on the directors, you know, phone conversations. Like, that is stuff you don't need to know. Mm-hmm. So he's more concerned about, you know, her keeping her nose out of other people's marriage than her not knowing what's going on. Yeah. What, yeah. Do, you, what do you think is going to happen with Meeks and the rest of Team Implosion? Do you think they're, they're eventually going to find out? Because we see Meeks is now put in that hard position where he has to be buddy-buddy with Fritz. Right. They, like, get me on that team so right. I can still get information because I'm technically on the team. Right. Do you think Team Implosion will find out? About Meeks, I think eventually they will. Eventually, I think that I think eventually they will, and you know we'll see because 
clearly he's going to be on that on that team, not on Helen's team. Or do you think Helen would put Meeks on her team? And in a way, because Helen still knows more than Meeks does. That's so true. if Meeks gets on Helen's team, he still gets all the same information. He gets no. He gets different information about the different bomb. He doesn't get implosion information. Not implosion information. Okay, but just information. Yeah, generally, he, he, he can gen- also yeah. be like, "Hey, there's a backup plan. plan. <laughs> hey, you guys be wary. <laughs> you, you guys are worried about atomic bomb, but we also have another bomb. Right? Exactly. So we we're coming at you with two atomic. bombs. Exactly. Just that one. Exactly. It's okay. bad news, it's, but regardless, it's everywhere. Yeah. But we did see Glenn. Yeah. So Glenn came back. He's he's all good. So I'm, we didn't really mention Glenn, but yeah, he's back. He is. So thank you so much for joining <laughs> thank me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was yeah, of course. a blast. Tell everyone where they can find you. They can find me on all my social media is at Alina Vision. Alina, how do you spell it? Uh, Vision is V-I, V as in Victor, I-S-S-I-O-N. Nice. Yeah. All right. And you can follow me on Twitter at Serafini TV. You can follow Bobby at Bobby DeMiro on Twitter. You can follow all of us here Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those fun platforms at AfterBuzzTV. Use the hashtag ABTVManhattan. We'll be here talking bombs all week. All kinds. Thanks, guys, for listening, and we'll see you next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzzTV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzzTV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.